back that's right and back another week another episode i don't stop i don't get tired we out here this is your host Devin, and it is a tuesday and i'm up in a special place that i don't really be at too often i'm in fort collins and i'll explain why i'm in fort collins here in a little bit but hope everybody's doing good hope everything is going well positive energy positive vibes to everybody over this past weekend and past week uh, let's get straight into it. No, no, no more, no more wasting time because you know I'll be tripping over my words and stuff. But today I have a guest with me. It's not really a guest. This is this is a homie. This is a real good friend of mine. We we go back, and as we go back in a very interesting way, which I don't know if I want to tell that story because it's kind of funny. But well, let me not introduce you. Let, no, go ahead and introduce yourself. Go ahead and get, get on the mic and introduce yourself. <laughs> What's up, y'all? My name's Demetrius. And I'm in there like swimwear. It's, it's an honor to be on the on, on DNA. You know, I'm a big fan. Let me say this ahead of time. Me and this dude, so we just spent, before we even hopped up on here, we was watching Black Dynamite. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of laughs. <laughs> yeah. Some of these y'all are going to laugh with. Some of y'all, y'all won't <laughs> laugh, but we've been laughing this whole day. But uh, yes, I got the homie Demetrius with me. Um, tell him a little bit about yourself. Where do you work? You know. Where do you reside? All that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm out here in Fort Collins, Colorado. You know, I'm one of one of a handful of black folks out here holding it down. Um, <laughs> Slim Pickens. Yes, sir. <laughs> right now I'm working at this company called Tomar. I'm uh, working in an analytical lab. So got a little bit of brains. I like to use it sometimes. And from time to time, I, I like to do a little bit of stand-up comedy. So. Yeah, That's stand up comedy, me. bro. And I, I I have not been to one. I know you haven't did one in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I took a I took a little break, but I got I I got back into it last night. So, you know. I was a, oh last night? Yes, sir. Oh really? How'd it go? Ah, uh, see, it was okay. I mm-hmm. won't lie, I did try to wing it. Was it up I, here? Yeah, it was. There's a lot of open mics. Um It's the first place I actually went to. It was at Hody's Half Note. In Old Town. Hold um, these half notes? Yeah, hold these, like H-O-D-I. Oh, hold these. They said hold these half notes. <laughs> I was like, what? Nah, see, ah, that would be kind of, that'd be a good name, though. <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm have to write that down, Save actually. Save down for later. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's good. You know, I, I can do better than I did last night. I used to try to write my stuff down and memorize it, but mm-hmm. it, it went better than expected. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's funny, because when you first told me that you did comedy, let me fix this mic. When you first told me you did comedy... I instantly respected it because doing com- people think doing comedy is like super easy and you just go up there and tell jokes and like everything's hunky dory and people are gonna laugh but like the way that people it's the way that people receive you you gotta know your audience remembering your jokes being prepared to talk making sure that your jokes hit like it's not <laughs> you're not going up there being like knock knock you know I mean? <laughs> it's, it's totally different. Like uh, how how, do, how did you feel? Let's take it back a little bit. I know you're not. I would say you're kind of still new a little bit. Yep. But how did you feel? Explain to me how did it feel when you did your first stand up, your first. Uh, what oh did, yeah, man, yeah, my first set. <sighs> man, my literally my my heart was like jumping out of my chest. You know, just so much adrenaline and I guess like anxiety. Really. Um, Were you prepared? Like, did you have? Oh, <laughs> I have my jokes ready. I'm gonna practice in the mirror. Like, no, what was sir. Your... <laughs> I was I was not ready. And they like to call bad sets, you know, they call it bombing. So mm-hmm. I want to say that I bombed my first time and I try to avoid it ever since. Did um, you get any laughs? 
I, I got a few. I got a few. But the whole time, you know, I, I was trying to go off the dome. So I said a couple things that I thought were funny, but mm-hmm. people didn't relate to it. So was it the crowd? Like you just had a different audience compared to the experiences that you kind of have? Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because Fort Collins is it's, uh there's a lot of white people out here. A lot of great, you know, it's, it's a friendly town. You know, it's a lot of great people in it, but it's just not a lot of people that look like you. Right. There's not a lot of black culture, honestly. Like we don't even have a Popeyes out here. There's no wing stop. <laughs> so it's it's different out here. But you wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I laugh at that. <laughs> but now that I think about it, y'all don't have a Popeyes. We do not. It's a, every Tuesday is a little bit sad. I die a little bit on the inside. Mm. It's it's tough. But just when you thought you knew what gentrification was. <laughs> They put you in a Popeye's desert. <laughs> exactly. Damn. Just starving me out. But it was it was good. My first set, I thought I you know, I had a few things in mind that I wanted to talk about. But when you get on stage, man, when that light hits you, it's like in your eyes. It's like what Mike Tyson says, right? Everybody has a game plan until they get hit in the mouth or whatever. <laughs> that is exactly right. Cause mm-hmm. I stepped up, I was like, all right, like I guess people say I'm funny and stuff, so I'm I'm just go up there and be myself. Wrong. <laughs> You know, you can't do that with Don't stand-up. be yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that because, you know, if you're a funny person, yeah, you're funny because you're talking to other people. You know, you're bouncing back and forth. But There's no mic in front of you, no audience, no light. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't see. Nobody's talking back to you. It's like it's mm-hmm. like being interrogated but trying to make the interrogator laugh to a certain extent. No, 100%. It's, and that's what I was saying. I respect it so much. Me and uh, my girl went to a comedy show with her parents uh last month maybe earlier this month and we didn't know i guess her dad didn't know it was amateur or not i just went because oh yeah you know whatever <laughs> yeah uh, well i just want to see, i'm not gonna say whatever that's what get me in trouble i amateur. went because i wanted to hang out with her and her family that's fair that's and um our comedy club is cool we, we had our first like date at the comedy club and all that stuff so that's it was, was kind of cool going there but this night it was amateur hour and um and you were older folks though so it wasn't like they were well known. Okay. They're probably just still, they're just I mean, like they're probably locals. seasoned, but they weren't yeah. like you know. Uh, I forgot the headliner. The headliner was some dude who's been on a bunch of TV shows and stuff. And but he was a headliner that. and he was really funny. But the there was this lady, bro, who went up there. I texted you that same night. I don't know if you remember. I was like, bro, this shit is for the birds. I'm like, These <laughs> people are weak. Yeah, he, you did text yeah, me that. Remember? Yeah, I was like, bro, yeah. you need to be out here. I'm like, no way. <laughs> She's up there telling these like <laughs> corny ass like Native American ah, beaver jokes. Man, see, yeah, and that's the crazy thing too, cause like you, like she was native, she was telling. I sounded bad, Native mm-hmm. American beaver jokes, but she wasn't like, she was like saying that she was Native American, and then she was like, I ride bikes and I do this and I do that, and but she wasn't tying anything together, and then she was telling me these. It was like she was doing a comedy show in her mind, and it was like a crowd of one. Yeah, and it, that one was her. Yeah. So she's laughing at her own yeah. jokes, and we're sitting there like, because comedy works is a, for the most part, they can be a predominantly black crowd sometimes. It can. It, de- it depends. Like it, de- it depends a lot on the crowd, honestly. And with a lot of open mics, you get a lot of amateurs, mm-hmm. and it's usually on weekday nights, so it's not yeah. exactly a crowd that really came out for a good time, mm-hmm. and you know, really came to laugh at everything. Like they're not looking. Like, you got to make them laugh. You got to earn those laughs. Yeah, you so. got to go hard because you don't have yeah. a reputation already. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't just go on there just saying knock-knock jokes. Some people get get away with one-liners, but it's there's truly an art to it. You got to work on your transitions, your material. You got to memorize it. You got to tweak it. And it's, you know what's crazy, bro? Not to cut that? you off. What was crazy um, was that, like, ah, uh, what was it? <laughs> 
So like the first dude was okay. Mm-hmm. Second dude was all right. And the the lady came to third. And like I remember them being like, Y'all ready for our next count? Y'all, y'all ready for our next comedian? We were like, Yes! Like, please get her off the stage. And as as hard as I was being on her, I just kept thinking to myself, like, it is super hard to do that. To yeah. go up there and like think you're funny and not be funny or to be funny to a certain yeah, like being funny to your friends is different to being funny in front of complete strangers. And that's because you relate to your friends. Like your friends know who you are, what you're about. You know how to make them laugh. So when you're trying to make strangers laugh, there it's a whole nother beast. No, hundred percent. You know, you gotta bring them up to speed. You gotta talk about things that they can relate to and and when you don't make them laugh, you know, it it's tough because you you know, that's a bomb. You gotta bounce back from it though, but it could be tough. It's not for the weak of heart. I'm not gonna lie. Communication that's why I say I think communication's underrated because Talking in front of people is hard as it is. And telling jokes to people to get them to laugh, that's like a whole different... People No, people wouldn't last a day in those shoes up there because that light is bright. The people... <laughs> no, it's hard, bro. I mean, I have, I have a hard time sometimes talking. And I'm, I'm really good at talking. Don't get me wrong. I feel like one day I'll be doing TED Talks and stuff. But hey, I believe it. I still get that super anxious like... <laughs> oh, my, like, like, bro, like we were in a. I was at work today, and, and we were going around introducing ourselves to like franchisees and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know it was getting closer to my turn. And as a kid, I've always had that super angst, like, what am I gonna say? Oh I yeah, right you gotta think about it. Yeah, it's and gotta then, be like, just right. Yeah, and because like, when I get nervous, I get long winded. Ooh, so I have to be like, oh, like, <laughs> I have to make a speech in my head and like cut it off, and then be ready to spew it out. But it's hard, bro. But much respect to even doing that. When do you see yourself doing another one? Uh, probably next week. I think I'm going to take my material from last night, which is really just a couple ideas that I thought of. Try to write it down on my phone and tweak it on my way there. And then when I got there, while I was waiting to hit the stage, I was still editing and writing the material. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to actually memorize it this week, tweak it a little bit, and get back to Hody's next Monday and try to perform that again. That's dope. That's dope, bro. And um, you know what? I want to get into a movie that we saw because – I was telling you know we've been getting ready and everything, and I was texting him last week. I went to see a movie called The Hate You Give. Yes, sir. Um, and I was like, bro, you gotta see this movie. And like, cause like we had to talk about it. I think The Hate You Give is a really important movie to the culture and just like what it you know um portrays and the story it's telling. I think is really important for not just us but for everybody. And um, man, that's what I, I was telling. I t- I told him. I texted him after I saw it. And I was like, yo, this is a movie that you can only see once. Like, if you've seen Detroit, <laughs> if you've seen oh, yeah. Detroit, I, you can only watch those kind of movies that really grab your emotions and, and pull them out of you and make you yeah. feel a certain way once. You can't go back and watch those. It's and that's like, what this movie was like. What, what much, do you think? It made me, when you said you can only see it once, I was thinking, like, what does he mean? And then, you know, after I saw it, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to stomach that more than once. So Yeah, it was hard. It definitely, going into the movie, I saw some previews for it, and I was thinking, like, oh, I hope this ain't really cheesy. You know, I'm not, if I'm spending some money on the movies, like, it's got to be a good movie, or I got to know it's going to be terrible going in. I don't want this, you got to convince me on the fence type of stuff. And it was based off a book, So, I, and the book was, I remember being out a couple of days, or not a couple of days ago, a couple of months ago with Alvin, actually. Shout out to Alvin. Hey. Um, we were out, and this lady was. We were looking in the book section for some reason. I don't remember shit. <laughs> and um, this lady stopped by and was like, "Oh, have you read this book? Are you do you? Can I give you a book suggestion?" And mm-hmm. we were like, "Sure." And she was like, "You need to read this book. The hate you give. It's so good." Da, 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 da. 
And then a week later, that's when I started seeing there's a trailer for it in a movie. And so I was like, oh, this is going to be really good because it's based off of a, like a book that did really well. So the yeah. film should be really crazy. And it yeah. definitely was. I didn't even know it was a book. Honestly, I thought it was just, you know, something they threw together. I was I was a little afraid it might have been based off of a true story, which, I mean, it and probably essence, it is. It is, yeah. Yeah, most definitely because it, it, it was very realistic, had a lot of real points. It wasn't it was, corny. It definitely wasn't. It was powerful. I, I I believe it at that. It was definitely powerful. And I like that. I, I like there was a few things that I liked. I like that a a female, a young black female, mm-hmm. was the role. I like how we use certain. We kind of pick and chose certain <laughs> black actors to have in this film because you can't. When you really want to get a message across, so you have a movie that's you know, main point is you know over a topic that is sensitive, that is you know important. You can't just like throw the Denzels, the Will Smiths, the you know Viola Davises. You can't like just throw those movies because then it kind of loses its importance and it just it kind of takes super away hype. from it. Yeah, you know definitely. I mean? So I think the know. actors and the bro, like the dad was perfect. He was. He was solid. I'm not even gonna lie. I was. He I was, felt he him. was powerful. Yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> he was a man's man. Like he. Yeah, he really was. He was holding it down. Yeah. He was holding it down. He was representing, doing everything the right way too. And what's crazy is I liked how. There there were a lot of things to take out of that movie because you have the father who usually when you you know deal with black fathers in movies, the black father isn't around yep. or he's a deadbeat or whatever. But you really, they took in a lot of black experiences and put them in this movie. You have oh, the, the black dad who was, you know, strong, but cared about his kids, mm-hmm. but had made his mistakes, you know, relationship wise, oh. the step, the step parents thing, the, Most definitely. you know, going to jail, you know, the mom staying with him because they're trying to make it work and she loves him so much and there's a lot of things that happen in, 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 in not only life, but especially in the black community that we we really see from day to day. We know somebody who goes through something like that. And <laughs> it was just crazy to see that. Definitely. The thing I, I really loved, I'd say, is in the beginning um, when they kind of, you know, introduce Star and, you know, talk about who she is. Mm-hmm. She says, well, I'm Star. You know, I live in the hood, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Then she said she mentioned Star 2.0. Ah, yeah. Star 2.0 is who she is at her school, which is mainly predominantly, predominantly white. white. School, I think. Yeah, it was. And she talked about how she acts differently. She speaks differently. She said that she doesn't use slang at all. Her friends at that school may, but she does not because it, it she'll she'll be interpreted differently if she uses slang. You know, she'll be that black girl from the hood who's loud or. She'll fit the stereotype that they already think she is, that she just kind of ex- broke the mold exactly. of like not being. And that was an interesting point because I feel like that's something that we can all relate to, <laughs> whether it's going to work, whether it's when we went to school. I mean, you Definitely. know, you living in, in I'm Fort not trying Col- to shit on Fort Collins. <laughs> no, it's I a great it's city. Like shit on Fort Collins, it's a great but, city, honestly. You know what I mean? But and, yeah, like I can't, I can't talk the way I'm talking now at work. You know, like I can, but it probably would, it might be frowned upon. If it's I'm not going to make part- you comfortable because you know, like the stigma that it's going to like leave with like the majority of your coworkers or it, whatever yeah. it is. Exactly. It's like the, yeah, but that was really interesting. I mean, God, there's so many, you know, things to pick out in that movie. What was, what was one of your favorite scenes that kind of like grabbed you the most? That was like, damn, where you almost? I'm not gonna lie, I almost, I did I almost cry or did I cry? You probably was close. You know, it was, when you're it was about impactful. to cry and your eyes get real heavy, like the levy about yeah, to break. You might get that almost, lump in the back of your throat. Yeah, like basically where you don't, the tear doesn't fall down, but mm-hmm. if you wipe your eye, oh yeah, it's going, it's going to drip it's gonna out come of there. Out. Yeah, it was like that. I, what, what was your part? I, I can tell you my part in a second, but what was your part <sighs> that kind of almost, almost got you? Yeah, I'm gonna have to think about it. I'd have to say, uh, 
when they get pulled over. In the beginning? That, yeah, in the beginning, because we've all, I, I'd like to think that most of us have had that talk, you know, about how to handle yeah. addressing and communicating with the police, because it is... It's unfortunate that we have to have those talks. It is, it really is, but it, it's, it, it, it's a very important talk, honestly, because it can be, for us, life or death. And when I saw that scene, I was thinking, like, okay, Star knows what to do. Of course, he knows what to do, too, but at the same time... I don't think he had that talk either. He probably didn't, but at the same time, like, he shouldn't, but he should know better as well. Like, it was very iffy, that whole scene, because he didn't really listen as well as he could have. Yeah, but, you know, thinking about... which I just thought of this right now. Mm -hmm. Thinking of that part, and I could be just being super deep, but it kind of paints the picture of what we're thinking inside of our minds when we get pulled over and what we <laughs> actually have to do when we get pulled over. Like oh, in yeah. our mind, we're like, why? Like answer our questions. Like why, like, why are you treating us like this? Why are you saying this? Like, why can't you answer my question? Like we have questions right. that we want to get answered because we have rights, which right. get violated. But at the same time, we also know, keep your hands on the car, you know, right. it, it was just Don't. like both, it was like both mind mindsets of what's going on. You know what I mean? Cause Definitely. there's like those situations, people under, Man, I'm getting passionate. People, <laughs> people it out. like don't understand. Some people, I feel like in the movie theater where we saw it, which was a majority of a black crowd, mm-hmm. um, some people didn't understand that there wasn't there wasn't a lot of comedy in those scenes because yeah, it was pretty serious there. Because we've seen we, thanks to the digital age, we've seen those things happen and people actually mm-hmm. die. Yeah, with body cams, Facebook Live, like that, a lot like, of different like things. That wasn't a fictional scene. It like was for not. some people, that's real life. Right. You know what I mean? It was It was very authentic, too, because I remember with my Reaching talk. Reaching for a brush. Right. My mom, she told me never, you know, she told me to literally tell the police when I'm reaching for something, what I'm reaching for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was, I was a, you know, surprised he was out of the vehicle and he reached into the car. As soon as he did that, I was thinking, oh, yeah, man, I just like, please don't, please don't. And of course it happened. You know, it's just like, dang, a hairbrush? Like, ah, and I'm not, I'm not trying to discredit the police because I know a few police officers and it is a very tough job. It's a very stressful, you know, life or death, matter of seconds type of a job. You know, a lot could happen in the blink of an eye. So they got to, React. They gotta do what they gotta do. It's, it's very tough, but man, like if we could just all just breathe and calm down and just try to just talk things out, take it easy. And you know, I think, like I, th- I, I think it's, I think there are just some people with hate in their heart, and they 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 go about looking into things the wrong way. But I also think that, you know, I I, I believe the same thing. There's good cops and bad cops. I feel mm-hmm. like you know, it's not it's not the individual it, cops. It's not a perfect world. But yeah. it's the, I feel it's the overarching system. It's the, you know, where they're based off of, where these mm-hmm. fundamentals come from. It's the organization that is corrupt, not corrupt, but the teachings of that organization are not accurate and they're not meant for us. They're not meant to serve and protect. The reason why we don't have people who look like us policing our neighborhoods and people from the neighborhoods who are in the neighborhoods are like, mm-hmm. it's, it's it, I think it's deeper than that. Uh, you know, once you get past the surface of, you know, this, cop shot this man but i will say um one part that got me that i, I will say i cried at was when um oh i don't want to ruin the movie but <laughs> yeah, I, we, I don't we, care we low-key about to you can only see it once i'm not gonna go back to see it, so, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna give you a little heads up yeah um but when 
he, the father, you know, got harassed by the police, almost oh, got man. shot, all those good, all those, all those good things. What am I talking about? All those things. All, <laughs> all those, those things, realistic things. All those realistic things, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to, as a man, you're not supposed to cry. Right. And you, you can tell at that one point he wanted to ball out. Mm-hmm. And for him to like go back home, tell his kids to stand on his grass, the, the kids are crying at him because, you know, they're sorry and they hate to see him go through that. And then just to see him, you know, in a moment of where you could really just snap and lose your composure because life's putting you through so much. Oh, you yeah. take that time to remind your kids on who they are, what they're supposed to do and why, you know, like just preparing them for life. Another reminder of how you need to be strong. Like he knew they're really, 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 really weak at that point. Oh, yeah. He's like, let me let me just remind you again that you have to be strong Cause you know, it, during it, those it, times. It could be traumatic. Yeah, it could be traumatic. It's- you can't break. It's it's a lot to to digest, you know. Like you don't want to have to stomach all that if you don't have to. But unfortunately, we have sometimes to. we have to definitely. So you want to make sure you kind of digest that properly, so it doesn't come out foul or you know. Full. You don't put yourself in danger. Unfortunately, right. you know what I mean. Right. And I thought it was interesting. We were talking about it earlier. Uh, the part with Common where she starts breaking it down to her uncle, right? You know about the, the whole, whole issue. Cause that was interesting because I understood his perspective, but that didn't make it right. It didn't, but I, I could understand when he when he broke it down why they kind of would do the things that they did, which I appreciate that. Cause but when he when when she gave him, cause at first I was on board. I was like, I get mm-hmm. it, I get it. I know some police officer people. Like, right. I get it. But then when she broke it down into the the latent terms of like, <laughs> if this was A and B and C, what are you telling C? And then he said it that way. I was like, okay, this is what we're talking about. Like you just know, and cause then mm-hmm. I think some you know some black officers, of course they sell out, but some black officers are also in that position to where they can't speak and they can't speak on the force like that they can't you know i mean it's 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 a brotherhood right and that's another kind of issue that we can go into but it's a (laughs) huge deep thing i i I find it interesting there's a lot of layers to it a whole lot a whole lot there's a lot to dissect in that movie i mean definitely yeah i don't want to ruin the end but there's a lot of powerful (sighs) things that once you kind of step back you're like oh this is staying this like talking about you know the way we kill each other and the way we hold each other down and then how you know we don't always like we 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 hold each other accountable or yeah like 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 the movement will be televised but it's once the TV's off it's like we just go back to living our daily lives and that fighting each true. other and and and, and is you know not taking care of each other but then when something happens to us we try to stop everything right and make the movement but we don't we're not really it doesn't like it doesn't last it doesn't stick it yeah. starts with us. It does. It really does. We got to kind of build our community back and up. We have to break the systematic thinking that we have and all those kind of things. But it's super deep talk. It's, we'll say that for another day. But definitely. I will say what's interesting is seeing Common in that film. It was cool to see Issa Rae in that film. Mm-hmm. It was cool to see Common in that film. And I don't know if you've noticed this. There's Common's in another film. He's been in a couple of films. I did not notice that, actually. And if you notice, I keep calling him Common. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't know Common's <laughs> real name. I swear that's his legal name on his birth certificate. Bro, I thought, bro, I'm, I shit you For not, real. bro. I was watching a trailer last night, and he was in the movie, <laughs> yep. and it was like so and so, you know, first name, last name, right. first Denzel name, last Washington, name. Then it was Will all, Smith. Common. I was like, I, yo, hey, that's I, not <laughs> his name. That he's not is. Common in the movie. He's his not mother, Common. His mother calls him Common. We call him Common. Common, that's, I want to see a birth certificate. <laughs> It'll say C. If it says Common on it, this one word, I won't be mad. Oh, yeah, you know it will. That's crazy. But, you know, I think that's a good transition into some more music, speaking of Common. So let's get into it. We're going to play two tracks. One to the homie, um, Larce Blake. 
new track he just released. I love when this dude releases music. It's been a while, it feels like, but I'm glad he's back. This is going to be Larsa Blake. It's going to be When I Looked at You, followed by Xavier Omar, Blind Man. I think these are two pretty new tracks. And they're they're vibes, bro. They're so oof. That's why I'm here. They're jams, bro. And I'm gonna put you on. I'm gonna put you on this whole list. Yeah, I'm I all know for you it. need you not need the music. <laughs> man, I'm trying to on. play you on the music. Yo, the radio out here. Yeah, put me on, brother. Dude, fuck the radio. The radio <laughs> don't know what to do about music. But let's get into it. This is when I looked at you. Let's go. Down 
them in that certain spot because they go together so well back to back like i said that was you just heard right then and there that was xavier omar blind man but you heard before that was lars blake I, I think i'm saying his name i think it's lars blake or larcy blake either way lars blake l-a-r-c-e last name blake and that track was when i looked at you two people that i want to continuously hear music from all the time i will never complain when you drop music keep it going i love it i love it but speaking of love, a lot of love was lost <laughs> last week. Ooh, we it's tough love. That's all that was. I've been bro. excited to talk about this. So yeah. if y'all watched, I, I'm pretty sure everybody's been watching every game that LeBron plays. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure most people watched the Lakers play the Rockets. Oh yeah, that was that's that's probably still on ESPN right now. And as much as I don't want to talk about I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm a LeBron fan. I'm a Trailblazers fan, you know, Rip City all day, Damian Lewis, the homie. He's, um, he's not really, truth. but like he's the homie. I didn't <laughs> like. I'm a big fan, but um, you know, it was a good game for a little bit. Lakers were trying to fight and come back because we're all interested to see how the Lakers are gonna play. But when that third quarter, I think it was the third quarter. When that third uh, quarter came, actually it was fourth, I believe. Third or fourth, I think it was, it was fourth. Come down to it, yeah. 
when that fourth quarter came, basically, as oh. you know, Harden, let me paint the picture for y'all who don't know, because <laughs> most of y'all know, but you'll know Harden's a flop, one of the most notorious floppers and, and foul call, gets most of the foul calls in the NBA, it feels like. And he went up for a, a layup, drove in the lane uh, against Brandon Ingram. They, of course, he did this, you know, move, like to, you know, flail <laughs> his body everywhere. Caught the foul on, on um, Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram was like, you know, this is bullshit. Right. And then James Harden walks past him, and then Brandon Ingram pushes him. <laughs> and then, you know, He's, Harden's you like. You can't do that. Harden's yeah. like, hey, come on. Like, what? He's like, come on, bro. It's another foul. Ref's and then, like, all right, tee him up. Yes. <laughs> and then Brandon Ingram gets in the ref's face, like, move your old ass what? out the way. Exactly. Lance Stevenson comes in, grabs him, pulls him to the side, tries to cool him off, which is surprising. Very like, surprising. Lance, Lance, Lance blowing is, in your ear, Stevenson? Yes. Talk about, cool it down. I need you to calm down. And that's why I knew things were going to get interesting. And right. then, you know, a little bit, a little, a couple seconds passed. Chris Brown and Ron. Chris Brown. <laughs> Chris Paul. Also violent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong fight. Chris you Paul. Gonna, oh, you ain't going to live that. <laughs> Chris, Chris Paul and Rondo, mm-hmm. who, who I didn't even know. Um, until after the game, Paul Pierce was talking on the on the um, post game interview or whatever mm-hmm. that they'd never gotten along. They've always disliked. See, each other. that's the most low key beef that I didn't even didn't know, know about. Yeah. I knew Rondo kind of always Rondo. had static with a lot of people because Rondo, <sighs> yeah, he's he's his own. He's and people don't like him. I don't know. You why. like him or you hate him, but it seems like you hate him or you hate him. Yeah, but it's and, like how much do you hate him? And so those two got into it about something, and Chris <laughs> Paul. From when I first saw it, Chris Paul started putting his finger in Boink. Rondo's face like oh, yeah. crazy. And then Rondo swung, landed that first punch. Mm, that was a mean left hook. And then Chris Paul threw a couple. I think he tried to throw one hit, missed the first one. Yeah. Rondo missed one. And then the ref pulled Rondo back. Like a good neighbor. And like a good neighbor. <laughs> and then Chris Paul's hands was there. Oh, yeah. I think he snuck an uppercut. Bow, bow. Hit him with two good shots. Mm, two piece. And um, this was the first time in a long time I've seen punches land ah, that's in an NBA true. fight. That is true. It has been a minute. Because you might you might see one and you know they stop it, get them out of there, but you we haven't seen nothing like this, I wanna say, almost since, you know, the the Pistons and Pacers, you know. And the smaller people are always the most scrappiest in the NBA. Nate Robinson. <laughs> you gotta Chris prove you're a big dog. Oh like, yeah. It's and I Chris Paul's always kind of been like that, been kind of scrappy and talked a lot of shit. I was kind of glad to see Rondo like really be about the business. And be like, of, there's a certain few players who you know are just about the business. That is true. Like, that I think is Kevin true. Garnett is about oh, the business. Oh, man. KG, see, that's one man I would never test. Ron Artest was crazy, but was about the business. <laughs> ben Wallace, crazy, but about the business. Definitely. Few, Steven Jackson. Like, Oh, about the bit Port Arthur about the business. 100%. Yeah, there's a lot of goons in the league. I'm not going to lie. Like, I honestly, I want to say, I think that J.R. Smith might not I be about it. I think J.R. Smith is about the business. You think he is? I think I he saw might a fight not. with him when he was on the Knicks fighting with Nate Robinson. No, he was on the Hornets, I think. Hornets are the Knicks. Oh, see, I must have missed that he one. He was fighting with the, no, I think he was in the Nuggets because it was him and Carmelo. Hey, but Nuggets Jr. was that was a wild dude. That was prime Jr. To oh, be yeah. honest. Oh yeah, that was. But that was crazy, and um, and then Randy Ingram ran back to protect him and threw another <laughs> punch. <laughs> well, you see, it I was wild. I believe that's only because you know they be, like his teammates, uh, Lonzo and what's his name, Kuzma. They've been clowning him, clapping him online, talk about he's Slenderman and this and that. <laughs> so like, he gotta promote. He gotta prove it. His whole 
you know, six foot, whatever he is. Not no game. Right. Mm-hmm. At 120 pounds, you got to, you know, got to thing. You got to protect your rep out there. So I think he was like, you know what? Enough is enough. He just kind of snapped like, enough. Yeah. Ran back. Wild got, out. Got him a couple pieces in, you know, just. He and earned I, his rep. He I got hate a little it juice. He's, he's he's young, so I, I give him a he pass. Is. He's young. He's passionate. He is. You know, I get it. I mean, it's, it's a learning lesson for him. I think the suspensions were Brandon Ingram gets four games, Rondo got three. Also, Rondo supposedly wow. spit in Chris Paul's face. <laughs> I think Chris Paul got two games. By the way, I won't. I won't lie. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually did. As a matter of fact. Deep down in my heart, I do believe that he did spit on him. And when they showed the close one, it didn't yeah. look like it looked like maybe like a like a edited. You no, know when you just talking, you kind of like <laughs> little, little spit come out. Yeah, you like that's you what please? it looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And so I was like, uh, I could see that, but I know like when you watch Rondo and you see him how he trolls. Like I literally oh, saw. Oh yeah, when you on watch Twitter, the on the ball and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I saw him on Twitter. Somebody was like, "Oh, Rondo's already in prime trolling." You know, like postseason trolling mode in preseason like he's ready for the whole season because you know he, he'll like he tries to high five opponent uh his oh, opponents the when they miss free throws yeah. and all that so like he's a smart dude he knows how to get in your head and he obviously knows how to hide it or at least kind of cover it up like he's not necessarily that bad of a guy so i could see you know that he was close to chris paul and chris paul's in his face and i think and to know that they haven't liked each other i, I get yeah, it yeah he had to been thinking like you know i've had enough this dude like, he's close i'm gonna just spit on him yeah. real quick <laughs> bro you know how much, this is what i was thinking this is what i was thinking was crazy you know how much you know how much you have to disrespect uh, you know how much disrespect you have to have towards somebody <laughs> to spit in their face that is because like low-key i'm not gonna lie if i got beef with somebody I'm not thinking of spitting on them first. No, I'm, I'm striking. I'm, I'm right. throwing. You're just going to swing, but you, you got to snap. But just but like, you don't spit in somebody. Like, you do not. Like, that's, I don't know if that's guy code or what, but that's just not the number one thing. You at least got to push them or something, but you got to have a lot of hate. Would you rather Would you rather get open palm smack Ooh. or would you rather get spit in the face? Either way, they're going to uh, fight. No, nah, I think I'm, I'm going to take, take the smack. You got to slap Somebody's got to die if they spit my face. Right. If you spit my face and God forbid that goes in my mouth or something, like in my oh, eye or something, mouth, you, I'm going to jail. That beef's not going to, nah, that beef's not going to end. That's, this is that's not a Missy great. Elliott that's song. Life. You're not going to spit in my mouth. That's <laughs> nasty. That's nasty. You're not, not going to get away with that. No. Yes. Yeah, nah, my I, children going to hate your children. It's going to be passed out oh, for generations. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, I'm going to be up there for player hate of the year next beef year. Gonna you spit forever. on me. Play hey, 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 hey. I'm going to show up to your funeral. Make sure you did. For spitting in my face. Exactly. Now, that's wild. That's super crazy. And it made me think, because, I mean, let me let me not sit here and act like I'm condoning violence. Of course, it was exciting, right. and I'm right. being. Right. Um, and it's cool to just see players really be about the business on the court. Right. Um, but I don't want to see us get into too many of these altercations because, you know, as a predominantly black sport, we have to watch how we carry ourselves because we are one of – basketball is one of the best sports we got. That is true. Um, you know what I mean? You know, like right we, up there with football as well. Mm, I well, I mean, I'm not gonna I mean, lie. I mean, football is a good sport. I think, I think it's I a good sport. Saying, but us. I mean, like yeah. the, the way that the sport takes care of us. True. Basketball is the sport that I feel like takes care of us the true. most. True. True. I guess I was focused on like we're good at football. Like like, the actual, yeah. Because like, I'm talent, yeah. like, I mean, you got to you got athletic talents. You got to correct me if I say hockey or something like you know golf slips <laughs> out. Like God forbid, you know, like because granted we can be and we have a few who are, <laughs> but but they exceptions because we we don't like to be cold like that and a lot of us don't skate. Let's what no, in 100%. Atlanta in Atlanta it's a little different. A little but, different. 
But we're not it's, on ice, really, out there right, in Atlanta. Right, we are not. That's that's not our, our cup of tea. But it made me think, seeing that fight kind of brought me back to the Pacers and the Pistons brawl from way back. Oh, yeah, Do that's you, a Where classic. were you when that happened? Mm, I'm not exactly sure where I was. I remember um, watching that with my brother back at home in uh, Corpus. We were, I was in his room watching it, and I was just like, damn. <laughs> yeah, that was that was so crazy. I don't remember where I was at at all, but I know I'm pretty sure I was in middle school at the time. I just remember hearing after that, like, well, they're considering putting cages around the, around oh the courts God, and this they and that. crazy. The extra security at the game. Yeah, I, I mean, but I, I don't blame the extra security because if, you know. You can't get fans involved. <laughs> yeah, you putting hands on the fans, and they're, I'm not going to lie. If if I don't even know how that happened, I guess he might have threw a beer on. on uh, I, think it, I think it happened through, well, of course, Ron Artest. Um, mm-hmm. crazy ass. Do you remember when he fouled James Hart? Okay, let's talk about two things. Oh, real quick. So elbow? there's two things I want to mention. Hadouken. First off, James Harden has been catching and ducking smoke <laughs> since he came into the league. He caught the smoke with, with Ron Artest. He almost ah. caught the, sm- the smoke with Ingram. Mm-hmm. And then Chris Paul getting scrappy today or caught the hands today. I I, feel, I don't like Chris Paul. I, I respect him, but I just feel like he's... That's fair. I don't know. I feel like he... he, he just scrappy, but he not really about it. Okay, that's and fair. And then that <laughs> happened, and then was it last season? The whole secret hallway with yeah, the Clippers. See, and that's why I gotta say I think Chris Paul might be about it, about it, because to be going through the secret tunnels or whatever to, to get to their locker somebody. room to scrap it out. You know what I'm saying? Like that's because Blake Griffin still owes owes him a, a snuff. <laughs> yeah, you know that's I mean? that's pretty real. Like man. You, they knew we can't. We they knew we couldn't scrap on the court. So you know we here. We in the locker I'm room bring my you, team with right me. before you get on your bus or on your plane or whatever. We are gonna handle this. And Chris one Paul way or knew he had people who have bought it. He had yeah, freaking he brought the bigs he, with him. We have Jell Green. Ah, I forgot who he brought with him, but yeah, Jell Green. Capella came later like an idiot, knocking on the door by himself. Yeah, but I yeah, know uh, Jell Green. Trevor was there. Ah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but that was crazy, bro. I'm, either aside from the fights. I'm super excited to see the NBA back, bro. This is an exciting season. Have you been watching? Oh. I know you've been kind of busy, but have you been watching? I have not, unfortunately, but I catch all the highlights online. I'm trying to catch up with them on ESPN as well. Cause There's this... a YouTube channel that shows, like, every point scored in the game. What? I have to Dang. put you on that. Yeah. And I watch them for recaps. That. Yeah, because, like, it's it's a very exciting time for basketball. Um, also, besides the whole ridiculous contracts, mm-hmm. just like LeBron going to L.A. is – that's – that's incredible. You know, like I never thought he – I didn't think it actually happened. Yeah. It seems super unreal. But now that right. you see it, it's just like – it's starting to feel kind of cool again. True. Like to see him go to a totally different team. True. We got the we got all that drama going on with Jimmy Butler too. I can see him retiring there too. Jimmy? No. no, no. Oh, Jimmy I was Butler's like, what? Jimmy Butler's getting out of there. <laughs> I was like, LeBron, for real? I can see LeBron retiring in LA. I can see that too because his son's out in LA and, you know, I, I think he's a family guy. So, yeah, it only makes sense. But speaking of LeBron, who said he was the hip-hop historian a couple ah. of weeks ago, let's get into some more yep. music. <laughs> let's do it. We actually, I don't usually do this, so this is different, but I stumbled upon this, you know, SoundCloud surfing. This is going to be Tobias Dre from Paris, and this is his track called Baby, and it's going to be followed by Ro Marsalis, a uh, track called Darkness. This Tobias Dre track is really dope. I'm not sure he speaks English. Really? Because he's from a different part of the world. Oh, okay. But... Uh, I don't speak Paris. I don't speak Paris. <laughs> Paris name. Anyway, hey. I'm getting into this music. I'm messing up. <laughs> Tobias Dre, this is Baby. Let's go.
Don't you agree? And I definitely agree. Oh, that yes. was Ro Marsalis. That was Darkness. Before that, it was Tobias Dre from Paris. That's not his like name, but he's from Paris. That <laughs> track was called Baby, and that it's smooth. Finding is. music is so fun, bro. Like, I mean, this is different from back in the day, but finding being able to just search SoundCloud and hear people who aren't like super big or mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff is so fun. Because like, there's so many different styles and sounds and. Different tracks or even remixes like this. Yeah, and ways to get your music out is crazy. Yeah, and you know what? Mm, I just flashed back, and I want to have, I want to okay. take that conversation somewhere. But before okay. we go there, let's let's start with some music that recently released, the new music. Okay, probably the joints that y'all know more a little bit of, and um, a lot of new music came out, whether it was songs or actual projects. Let me get this water real quick. Yeah, um, stay hydrated. Brent Fayaz, there was Daniel Caesar, there was Khalid. It was Quavo. Quavo. Who should we start on? You know, I. I, I let's start off with Quavo. Right? Yeah, he's the oldest. No, like, like the oldest album. Like oh album yeah, yeah. Before, I yeah. was like, they really all that young. Oh my god. And granted, they kind of are. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by it. Yeah, but, but um, Quavo's album. What do you think about Quavo's album? Ooh wee. Um. Oh, real quick, my bad. <laughs> Not to cut you off. <laughs> Ooh wee. Oh, you good? You good? <laughs> Shout out to Alvin, by the way. Me and Alvin were supposed to kind of talk about it last week, that's but we didn't talk about it. Um. Shout out to Alvin. Yes, that's your brother-in-law. That is my brother-in-law. Because that's... we didn't even say this. <laughs> because your sister, mm-hmm. who's Jordan, is our. I know it's deep, bro. It's, it's, deep. it's, it's, it's yeah. Deep. We got a we got a whole chalkboard. We trying to chop it out. We trying to figure it out. Demarius right now. is. 
Jordan's sis brother. Look at that. Help Demetrius, me, y'all. We're going to pause. We're going to take two seconds, y'all. We're going to take a twist. We're going to take a break. We're going to figure right, this out. Let me get some water. Mm-hmm. Explain Stay what hydrated. I'm trying your, to explain. Your, yeah, your brain needs a little bit of H2O. Um, So I'm Demetrius, <laughs> son, son of the Most High, but also Glenn and Kristen. <laughs> you did one time on accident. <laughs> I know you know better. Like I said, you gotta stay hydrated, brother. It's all don't good. Spit, don't spit in my face. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, brother. But yes, Jordan, Jordan Garnett. Ah, yeah, now you're doing it too. I am doing too much. I'm doing yeah, the most. So, but Jordan is my sister. Yes. And she married Alvin, who is the co-host. Yes, he is. Shout out Bones. Let's move past that shit. Good lord. Hey, that was, ooh, that was tough. <laughs> Ooh-wee. All right. Back we to got this new it. music. Yes, Quavo. Quavo. Head the album was dope. Uh, I'll, I'll go in a little bit before we kind of get your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. It was dope. Um, It was long, bro. It was kind. It sounded like I figured a Quavo track would sound like, or Quavo <laughs> solo album would sound like. Okay. Just a lot of Migos without offset and takeoff. Yeah, which is kind of what Migos somewhat is. is. But listening to this album, I realized that's not what Migo is. Yeah, it's and not. um, it was good. People really shit on it, and people were really throwing Quavo in the trash and trying to get rid of him early. Because I think you know we have to be. I think off. I think, I think Migos has to be very careful with their re- the release of they you know do. their albums individually. They do. That's a that's a lot of dangerous. We've seen this before. Destiny's Child. I feel like yes, but I think I think it's gonna be a little bit weird than Destiny's Child. A little bit different than Destiny's Child because. Quavo and Takeoff are wait Takeoff. Mm-hmm. Quavo and own. Offset. Quavo and Offset. I heard they all dropping some on their own. And they are, mm-hmm. and they have different. Quavo and Offset sound the most similar to each other. They do. You know what I'm saying? They do. Takeoff can actually like I feel like he actually has bars and could surprise a lot of people, and his solo effort I feel like could be more appreciated, appreciated. and be more um just. I could see that. Be better a better listen compared to them two. I could see that. Because yeah. I mean like I know Offset was really good with his project with Twenty One Savage and Metro Boomin. That was super dope. But once again, you know, he had a supporting cast to, to kind of even make him sound better and to fit better. True. And the here you kind of that. heard Quavo really by himself. And that's kind of why you have all these features, which is kind of cool to see all the features. Some of my was, favorite tracks. Interesting combos, I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I think my favorite track was um Lose it with Lil Baby. That was dope. <laughs> yeah. Rerun when, with Travis when, when. Scott. Bitch, I'm Lil Baby. Hey. Um, also, I, my favorite track, I think, was Go All The Way. That was definitely mine was like, as no, well. Because that sounded yeah. like different Quavo. It like, did. That was what reminded me of a song that, okay, this is Quavo's like solo music where it's like a different sound. Like it's, a club banger in a way. Yeah. Like a hype, you know. You want to turn up to this song. 100%. And then the, the Lost Kid Cudi feature. That was it was very like, weird to me. Weird. It was okay. But it, it was it kind of let out. down. But I, I, yeah. I, I never would want to hear Kid Cudi and Quavo together. Right. Like that's no two, disrespect. Right. Because they're both great. But that's two completely different feels. That's two oh, yeah. whole completely different vibes. You know, you got like Kid Cudi who's, you know. It's a lot of hums pretty, and ad libs. Right? <laughs> kind of, you know, you talk about some kind of dark, depressing stuff, but it's going to be all right. You got Quavo who's more, you know, trapped. Let's get this money, and it's like, what? You can't combine that? Yeah, and it, it, I think it could have went well, but I don't think it went as well as I kind of thought it would. Yeah. It's just kind of odd that I like a lot of Quavo. The songs that I like on this album are songs with features, and I don't think that, that speaks too true. highly of Quavo's, so, Quavo's solo 
tracks. What that do you is think? true. I don't think it's enough to dog him, you know, for doing his own his own solo album, but it I wanna say it could have been better. I do like this album though. I'm gonna be one of the few <laughs> that I was saying that say this were openly. Me for it. Right. You know, because people online are just bashing this, like especially on Twitter. They were just completely going in, just dogging him, saying it's garbage, this and that. It might let you down a little bit, but at the same time, what more do you expect from I'm not trying to like say he's not a Shoot good a artist. Bell or nothing, yeah. Right. But it's just like that's he's rapping about what he raps about. Like that's you're what getting Quavo talks Migos about. with just Quavo. Beats, right. Like, you're getting sorry. like one of three. You know, it's not the full package, but you're getting that flavor, you know? Exactly. So I thought it was pretty solid, consistent to who he is. He didn't try to switch it up and do nothing crazy. So I thought it was I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah. And um you know I don't might. Some <laughs> <laughs> we were watching Black Dynamite before so I'm still thinking about it Changed my life <laughs> But um, speaking of changing my life To be honest Daniel Caesar Brent Fayaz People who have really Made some really dope music That I still play their old stuff now Dropped some new projects Daniel Caesar dropped a new song um, The new song is entitled Who Hurt You And it's Ooh. kind of about a stripper that he kind of loves, and it's a different, it's a different joint. It's a joint you kind of play with your woman. It's that just, makes me think of T Pain, honestly. Them strippers oh, no, will get you. Nothing like it, but yeah, <laughs> strippers will get you. He was memorized by a stripper from Follies. Um, ah. I like it. I, I love hearing Daniel Caesar. I, I, I kind of missed him and his music. It's been about a, a little over a year, almost going on two years since he dropped the project. It feels like so. It's good to hear him back. Brent Fires yeah. dropped his little EP. Um, it's called Lost. That shit was dope. That first track, Why Is It So Hard, is a banger. But um, out of six tracks, he has a lot of interludes. Really? So, That's yeah, there's a lot of like the talking inter- interludes <laughs> and stuff like that. And it's cool, but That's I feel different. like if you put in interludes, you have to add a couple more songs to... Right, like that's so it all together. That's full blown album. You gotta have at least ten songs. Yeah, if you have Be- six songs and you throw an interlude, right, so you like, kinda have four. Right, like that exactly. You know, to have more than one interlude with that, really any interlude, that's shocking. Yeah. So and then uh Khalid dropped an album as well, or not an album, a lot of EPs going on. I don't, I don't like even know the EPs. Difference. EPs to me they're just like I don't even know what is this stand for expansion pack? At least with video I games, that's it what did. it does. I don't know what it necessarily stands for with music, but... I can't remember. So the whole rule with EPs back in the day was <sighs> that EPs were supposed to be a max of seven to six songs. Um, but Sounds these right. days, with the whole new streaming and and the way that music is delivered and not knowing what an album is, it's I don't even know different. if EPs even exist. I think EP is just the title that you give it. Yeah, I'm kind of mad at Wale for all these EPs, too. Like, brother, give me a full album. I think I'm worth it. I think I deserve and his, it. And that's the crazy part is so people will shit on his albums all day, but these EPs and these little short products have been mm-hmm. going nuts. They have. I don't know why, but I, I appreciate the music either way. But I guess I get greedy and I just want more. But, yeah, and that's the thing. So I don't, because like Quavo's album, I feel like was too much. <laughs> that is true. And then sometimes we complain that EPs are not feeding. enough. Yep. And so I think it's just different, bro. I really think the whole digital age, like it's, this it's, new age of music information that we get now is... It's completely, the way that we it's totally music, different. Like, how did you get your music growing up? Because I know we're, we're, I'm 26, 25. I know totally we're pretty up. close in age, so I'm pretty sure it's pretty similar. How did you get your music growing up? I mean, originally when I was just, just a little, a little, little fella, <laughs> I would, you know, get to CDs at Walmart or something like that. If I got lucky, you know, hear somebody's, somebody's like, 
I want to call it a mixtape, but a mixed CD. Mm-hmm. You know, hear a couple of tracks off of that and like the radio, but then like the burn CDs and stuff too. <laughs> you already know, hundred percent. It's crazy to me that people do not know how to burn CDs nowadays. That's some people don't have no idea. Like, people think it's a complicated process. That yeah, shit was not. first of all easy. Yeah, it just it just took a little while, but it was totally worth burn, it. Got to burn. Yeah, yeah you put it in your CD player. Your remember LimeWire, bro? <sighs> yeah, man, that was the greatest time, but yet the most complicated slash dangerous time. I want to say I. We probably put a virus on my so computer many because of that. Bro. Yeah. Oh my god! So, so many, many fake, fake tracks. Yeah, <laughs> fake tracks, bro. My oh, gosh. Oh man. Like it's crazy to think that you know we had MySpace, we had CDs, we had LimeWire, we had all that, and then YouTube was kind of where it took I off. Didn't that was the next after. level. You, YouTube, yeah, YouTube was another yeah. place of music, but it's just mi- the mixtapes. There was like datpiff.com. There oh, were like the yeah. websites to get the music from. Hot That's when like mixtapes were hot new hip hop. That's when there <laughs> yeah. were mixtapes, mixtapes, like the ones that you had to go on and burn. Yep. And like, it's just so crazy how it's all changed, you bro. You literally and had to go and get them. Like you had to sit there, work, research, find, you know, find out if they're credible, legit, you know, if they had to be the right tone. You had they to could have sure, been too like, fast. Yeah, and every, there was like, if you had a rough copy, it's, there was like the mm-hmm. mixtape sounds where it just sounded kind of rough or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> With like the, all the drops. And, and you know what's crazy is back then I feel like music wasn't released as often from certain like from artists. That's true. But we appreciated it more. That is true. Like we would wait the year or whatever it was before another project dropped. Like we was cool with it. Yeah, you know I mean, or we wait till like, the next mixtape drop. Like, yeah, you really had to be patient. We, I think we did good with that, considering we're the whole microwave generation. We, I guess we didn't. We didn't have any other choice either yeah, way. But we didn't but really complain about it either. Like true. these days, Wale will hop on Twitter and be like, "Good morning." And everybody's like, "I need the new album." Look at that. It's like, damn, like, he just dropped free lunch. I like, feel attacked. Yeah, he did though. He did. But it's, it's just like our demand for that music is crazy because you think about it this way. I think he little, keep giving us snacks. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I, I need that's a whole what they meal. Are. That's what want, bro. Yeah, like and, you giving out free lunch, but it's really just it's really it's communion. You know, it's like crackers <laughs> and juice. Like I need a full, I need a whole need sandwich, whole burrito. And yeah. that's what's crazy, bro. Is I think Lil Wayne, I think definitely kind of cha- helped change the trajectory of of the way we consume music because I remember artists dropping music and the mixtapes being every so often and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I remember Lil Wayne dropping mixtape after mixtape after mixtape. Yes. People, he was dropping so much music, people would take music from unreleased songs and make their own mixtapes with his music. <laughs> That's true. Like, and that was, I was, I remember there were certain points in high school where I was like, damn, no, I haven't even heard that new Wayne because shit, he dropped so much music, I couldn't even find time to download it all. True. Or to find the mixtape to get it from. You couldn't go buy that in stores. You had to try to Google it and find it and, all that stuff, it was super crazy. And nowadays with with streaming and it's yeah, like... It's, it's, it's a lot, man. I love the dedications too because I love how you hop on any track and he would just body it. Oh, 100%. I'm like, it's not a remix, but it's better than the original. Like, how, how does he do that? And it's crazy because nowadays Lil Wayne doesn't drop music like that anymore. He does not. He's he's a new Wayne. It, it hurts my heart, hurts my soul, but and I, can't I still front, appreciate him. I can't front. I, I It is bittersweet with this new music generation because mm-hmm. now, like, you know, you really don't buy... Nowadays, you really don't buy music anymore. You buy the service to have unlimited music, so you really aren't really supporting your artist unless you actually go out and buy the music. That's true. But you're just paying an endless amount of money to stream to hear whatever you want. Right. So you're not really. It feels weird. And then you have the streaming numbers on how you're supporting your right. artist because you support them by how many times you play them, and right. so many plays equals to like a like a play or like a full listen. And 
I kind of don't like it, and I, I still think that the whole streaming thing is, is a little bit of a, a, a scheme and a scam to kind of con the artist. I don't know yet. I wish I could quote but Beyonce because it was on the Carters where uh, Which she one? said she gave, oh, the Carters. she gave a damn about her streaming numbers. She would have put it on Spotify or something like that. Oh, yeah, she wouldn't put it on Spotify. Right. And it's yeah. just like, wow, like, if sorry I it's come down to that. If I gave two shits about streaming numbers, I would have put Lemonade up on Spotify. Right, that's yeah, that's said. what it was, yeah. And I, and I, I mean, to to that point, that's why it's kind of cool that I, I wish I don't. I rock with Apple Music, unfortunately. But <laughs> I would support Tidal if, if I could, too. Like, I just, yeah, I, I can't certain, be paying all these subscriptions, though. It's a no, lot. No, 100%. It's a lot. Shit adds up. Right, it's too but many. But it's just totally different, bro. Like, it's crazy. I I I miss CDs. I feel like CDs are dying. I miss CDs. I miss the album artwork. I miss... Yeah, you literally... There's a different quality and sound with CDs compared to streaming. People don't catch that because it's hard to kind of hear it with like a trained ear. <laughs> but there's a totally different sound with like when you throw a CD in compared to like a streaming song or like a SoundCloud song or like a, it, it's it a totally really, different sound. It just hit me right now at this moment that this is what it feels like to be old, you know? Because for us, CDs, about old, like right, old shit. CDs are like our vinyls. Yes. You know, it's like... Well, and How at did one this happen? Point, vinyl to our parents was like the A tracks. Right, you don't know nothing about this. Like it's crazy to think that's dying. CDs will probably come back one day, like the vinyls are now, and they'll be a collector's item. Probably, yeah, I could see it. I could but, see it. But I don't know. It's just, it's cool to have music accessible for you like that. You know, at any time, at any moment. But then it's kind of weird because now, if I don't know what a CD is, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what a <sighs> album is. I don't know what an EP is. I don't know what a but a mixtape is, I mean, yeah, artists I, have I really to drop all their songs on like <laughs> Apple Music or SoundCloud, Apple Spotify. Yeah, it's just like that's a SoundCloud. It's you did Sound- well. I mean, did. people do drop on SoundCloud, not necessarily not mainstream, as often, but like everybody wants kind of like their money from their tracks, and that is people, true. There's just so much. There's so many different ways to put your music out. That's with social true. media, so it's just like this, a, it's it's very you know kind of put your mind in like a very big spin if you think about it too much because everything is affected everything and now it's just super crazy on the way that we consume music and, and the whole fast food generation true it's it's crazy how fast you can get it too because half the time people are like oh if you heard um have you heard that new 21 savage and i'm like what nah what's it called and like give me the title and i can Boom, I can play instantly. it right now because of Apple Music, just like that. I it's can no more like, oh, it. I got to go download that at home right. and put it on I'm a like, CD. Or go, write that down and go <laughs> turn get on my laptop, wire. hit up this LimeWire, wait 30 minutes for it to warm up. You better hope it don't pause. <laughs> oh, my god! That pause and that, that did oh not connect my gosh. disconnected. Oh, man, that used to kill. I used that was to hate terrible. That. But speaking of music, we about to get into a couple more tracks before we get ready to get out of here. Man, I, hope, I, I looked this up. I think this artist's name is Chachi P, and Chachi. I think his group is Gray Sweatpants, but I'm not sure. <laughs> so I'm going to say this is Gray Sweatpants or Chachi P, and this track you're about to hear is called Don't Sit So Close to the TV, which is something my mom used to tell me <laughs> all the time. That's How about real. You ain't wearing glasses. I'm still wearing my right I now. I listened. I should have. Too I hard. I should have listened. And then uh, the next track you're going to hear is by the homie Lona. Shout out Lona. Shout out Alvin. Shout out AJ Bray. Alvin and AJ Bray produced this track and it's gonna be called High Beams so before we get out of here let's get you into some good music and let's get into it let's do it Take a seat, they can't stand it. The white man, no chachi, got that goddamn it. Uh, pulled up on your posse, man. I contact with everybody. Do it so politely, you invite me to your get together. Make it even better, I got sweaters for the sweatpants. Got that act right in 
case you left your comments and sit home. I'ma set the tone, I'ma warm up the microphone. I've been left alone for too long. Look at what I did. Guess you can't cook. Ain't no witnesses of the greatness. I've been formulating for some years. Y'all was too busy sucking on another rapper's dick. Pound never forget when they overlooked the kid. Used to open up for niggas more famous whenever they had gigs. Taking all their fans and I gained their allegiance. Uh, my clothes like conversation pieces. Nephews and nieces. Children of my siblings. Come to the crib, play games in my basement. Cookouts every day, neighbors say it make no sense. Never call the police cause I always invite them. Uh, I know the offer is enticing. Brian, I'm inciting whenever I'm in public. Miss being anonymous when I could hit a clean lick. Somebody always recognize me, I'll be on my chachi tip. Had to knock down my sandcastle and rebuild it. Uh, learn from my mistakes. Had to add a few improvements, couple changes to make. Uh, the problem ain't the music, it's the way it was made. Had to harness my influence and develop some ways to create change. Think it's time for an upgrade. Stay up too late, next day can't think straight. Can't humiliate a nigga that already came clean And eat your breakfast off your plate, nigga, from the 90s
Young Elijah Wan, young West African Dawn. I can't pass the baton. The day that they try to pass me, the day that they passing on. Since day one, the passion been on. I see flashes of greatness. You on Insta flashing your gun. But who am I to judge? At least that's what they saying. Nobody perfect. I'm good as long as I'm praying. I hope you said yours. These niggas think that I'm playing. I can see five years ahead and then my wife is slaying. Somewhere in the mountains, you know that we Himalayan. Him a hater. Couldn't tell you what him was saying. This overdrive. Dot my head went super saying. Got a couple teams. Like Trini, Haiti, Jamaican. I never understood assumptions that you be making. Fuck 5-0. We turning pigs into bacon. Might leave a body vacant. AKA with the hell Mary like Troy A. Sometimes I listen to my shit and don't understand how long it's taking. Still, I'm patient. This shit is baking. Hoes want me. I be switching the conversation. I call it tough love. Sometimes you need that. Got too much going on for us to be a thing. I know you see that. We don't want to be them. We don't want to be that. They saying I'm a fall off. I don't really see that. So I pull over, put on the high beams and lean the seat back. Peep that. Bro, Lona, I, Lona never lets me down. I really like this project you released. This is that from that album 346. I played a couple of joints recently. But it's nice, right? It's your first time hearing it, but it's nice, right? Yeah, you got a mean flow, man. I really I think I'm going to peep that. Sit man. back and peep that, like yeah. you said, bro. That was it's, nice. It's once, mean. Once again, that was Lona, High Beams, High Beams Interlude, produced by Alvin and AJ Ray. Shout out to AJ Ray. That dude is hilarious on Twitter. <laughs> Shout out to him. But um, we about to get out of here. But before we get out of here, I want to say um, prayers up, of course, to... Um, one of my favorite wrestlers who fans always give a super hard time to, uh, Roman Reigns. I know, first off, let me say this. I'm always going to be into wrestling because me and my brother, that was our childhood thing. So if you ain't into wrestling, yeah. that's cool. But that's how it is. <laughs> so Roman Reigns just recently um, came out and said that he has uh, leukemia. His leukemia is back. He's been battling it for 11 years, but he, mm. you know it was gone away for a while. So he's going to have to relinquish his title and you know, get back into treatments and all those kind of things. Please get well soon. Yeah, man. Prayers to you, definitely. You know, yeah. it, it's <laughs> it sucks, man. Like that does. That's that's tough, man. Just <sighs> be at that point in your life, and 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 all that kind of stuff. And, and I felt bad because fans. I was telling you, fans were like mm -hmm. booing him, even when he was the <laughs> like the the good person. So sad. People were like booing him, saying he's a trash wrestler, and all. So I was even giving him a hard time saying a super move was trash and stuff. But yeah. I always thought he was a good wrestler. Like it was a cool character. I mean, literally a tough guy. So yeah, you, you got to be able to take it. But that's that's tough. That's a very hard break. And. I wish him well. Yeah, prayers going up to you most definitely, Roman Reigns. You really hope you get well soon. Uh, and, you know, just like the rest of you are, just keep on fighting through it. So, prayers up to you. Keep on keeping on. And um, before we get ready to get out of here, I can't leave without asking you a question. Are you down? What's up? What advice would you give to the creative youth who, you know, want to create, want to do something, want to kind of get these ideas out, but maybe don't know how, maybe you're scared to, maybe you're just, you know, you know, being their own worst enemy. What advice would you give to the uh, creative youth out there? I guess I kind of have two things. Um, the first one, I mean, is, is basically Nike. You know, you just got to do it. hundred like, percent. You definitely, you got an idea. You're trying to think about how you're going to do it. You, I mean, you want to start off, you want to know where you're going to start off at. But once you figure out how you're going to start, you just got to do it. You just got to dive into it. You we know? all can't do it until we just do it. And it right. sounds corny. It, sounds <laughs> it very, really does. It really trash, but it's true. You really don't cheesy. do shit. That's why they got to tell you just to get up. Who, who is it? You need to get up off your ass and get something. That's just how I go. <laughs> 
that's really how it be. I, you can't get, you know, that's you can't true. spend all your time trying to get high. Like, right. Because <laughs> after the first time you do it, you know, you, your eyes open up. You learn how to adapt and how to evolve. So you just got to have that starting point. And also, in addition to that, I got to say, don't let your comparison be your counsel. 100%. So as you're looking around, you see other people doing it or something similar, you know, you see them doing their thing. That's cool. That's their lane. You got to stay in yours, you know, because we all got different journeys, different paths, 100%. different timing. So focus on your story. Don't try to don't try to be like somebody else, which is also very cliche and cheesy. I'm sorry, but but it's true. My it success is. don't look like your success. It does not. You we all mean? come from different backgrounds. We're going to different places at different times. So everybody just, can't fit in the skin you in. Right. Trust the process, you know, stick with it. And you know what's cool? I'm not gonna put you on blast because I think this is a really dope thing. But I went to mm-hmm. your bathroom earlier, <laughs> saw the, the the little the, the post that you have on the on the um, the window mirror, and um, one of them. Uh, that's right. Okay, it was growth and comfort don't go together. That's true. And I think that's a that's a big piece of advice because that's true. I think we, the world tries to make you the world tries to make you think that success lies within the comfort zone. Because then you're comfortable enough to enjoy all the things that you've worked for and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. in reality, that's the, the worst place to be. <sighs> Comfort can be the enemy. Like, not saying you want to work all your life until you're dead ass tired and can't <laughs> enjoy the things you've got. Grinding to the death. But like a lot of the times, we it's easy to get comfortable, and then that's also the way you get complacent. It it you really I mean? is because you know like nobody wants to be uncomfortable. But if you think about it. That's literally every time you've grown, you know, whether you grew taller, you grew smarter. Nobody likes to stay up and, you know, study for tests or crank out papers like that's not fun, but it builds character. You know, it it makes you smarter. You really that's how you earn whatever it is you're trying to achieve. I tell you what, parents used to tell me, bro, the things that you don't appreciate now, you're going to appreciate that I taught you later. And I think that's what life tells us when they put us when it puts us in an uncomfortable situation. That's true. That's kind of like what my grandpa said. He told me that nothing in life worth having comes easily. So exactly, get out your comfort zone. Just do it. Just do it. Don't be scared. You know what I mean? And and that wraps all this around because you doing. You know, I'm saying the comedy thing. Yeah, you had to get out of your comfort zone and just do it, no matter <laughs> the, no matter what was going on. Yeah, so that, that kind of wraps everything up perfectly. Yeah, I get circle. nervous every time, and I still, you know, just step out. Definitely. So 100. percent And um, once again, shout out to Alvin. Shout out to uh, Devin Taylor. He owes me ten dollars. <laughs> better pay the up. Lakers are 0 and 4. Devin to Devin. That's some Devin on Devin crime. Oh, and shout. <laughs> That's sad. Shout out to CJ. Um, I don't even usually do shout outs, but. It's, why not? I don't care. Uh, <laughs> and shout out to Charles, the coolest N-word on Twitter. His birthday was... Oh, you never heard that name, right? <laughs> I was telling somebody the other day, he has he has the coolest Twitter handle I've ever heard. But um, shout out to Charles. He uh, had the players ball. I didn't, I didn't pull up, unfortunately. I, I had my pink fur coat, like Cameron, but I didn't pull out. Um... But it looked like a super good time. So shout out to you oh, and happy man. late birthday, man. I can't wait to be on the podcast and I hope everything's going well. Shout out to the mimosas uh, after one podcast as well. Do you have any shout outs to you know, throw out before we get out? Ooh, that was I, got nice. a, I got Bars. a handful. Man, I, I'm still stuck on that Twitter handle, though. That's <laughs> the coolest that's, that's A1 quality right there. I got to say shout out to all my guys. My brothers keep me accountable. And it's... Well, I'm gonna just go down the list. We shout out the list. Shout out, <laughs> shout out, Mike Boog. Shout out, Day Wu. Shout out, Train, JT, Zaytoven, T Boat. 
my guy Adi, and also Big Poppy. You know, there's so many more. So when's your mixtape dropping? That's all the features. That <laughs> the track list and the features. Hey, just wait on it. It might be it might be a cold winter. You know what I'm saying? But winter's coming. Just I ain't know never that. heard of a, a comedy <laughs> mixtape with features. <laughs> you that's never wild. Know. That's my that's my guys. Also, shout out. Last but not least, shout out to uh, Kid Cudi who hey. tweeted back at me today, let me know that um the he's chosen be one, the chosen one. Yes, told me he's gonna be back. Going in a film and dropping new music, that was really cool. So I'm really excited to see him back in the film because that was really inspiring to me to see him, you know, get those kind of roles and that break through dope. like that. So that was dope. But yeah, that's episode 14. I think I think that's a wrap. I think that is a wrap. And with zip that, it, we're going to be out of here. Out. Thank you again. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it. And until next time, folks, take care and we out. Stay up. <laughs>